Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? Make your voice heard on the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Who broke your heart? Is there one that stands out? Oh, Adrian Peterson. Man, I loved him. I loved Adrian. Oklahoma better offered a better package no, it, to him. It, this, this is a true story. We go we go down to see Adrian, me and Pete, and uh, his mother ran track at, I think it was at Houston. Wonderful lady. And Adrian and I had a great relationship. He loved Pete Carroll, but I felt like he and I were very tight. One time he says, Coach, I went to this school. He says, Coach, I want you to follow me. I couldn't, I couldn't drive with him. We went 30 miles. I said, I didn't know where we're going. We stopped at this little country store, and he bought a gingerbread cookie. I couldn't buy it for him for supper. And then we went to a basketball game, and we sat in the, sat in the, in the gym, and I said, what are we doing? He said, you see that guard right there? I got to play him next week. Coach, come and scout him. How about that? <laughs> then he, I said, well, Adrian, what is the key to getting you here at USC? He says, Coach, well, Bob Stoops, my dad is incarcerated. Bob Stoops won't see him. Well, me and Pete Carroll tried to go get him. And to go see him, they wouldn't let us in. But Adrian said, Coach, my dad is be able to watch my games where he's at. Well, if I go to Oklahoma, I tried to get the guy transferred to Los Angeles. <laughs> Wait, you Couldn't tried you? to get Adrian's dad? dad. <laughs> yeah, I tried. <laughs> How does that happen? Uh, I competed. <laughs> I competed. Couldn't get it done, but I competed. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. <laughs> Which I don't think uh, Nelson would be like to be transferred to an L.A. prison. Yeah. No <laughs> kidding. Shocker, he didn't want to go to San Quentin, right? <laughs> or what's the other one? Chino? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Woo! Shocker, he didn't want to go to either one of those prisons. Uh, that is... Recruiting knows no bounds, man. That's especially awesome. with Coach O. Woo, buddy. How about Dan Patrick trying to... Like getting something out of him, Oklahoma offered him a better deal or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. That's that's. And I'm awesome. supposed to believe that Coach O didn't buy him that gingerbread cookie at that uh, country store now, or drive him to the basketball game. I couldn't hear the other part of it. He, see that guard? I'm gonna. Is that what he's saying? So basic. I guess what I got is they drove 30 miles to a basketball game and. He was going to play against that guard, maybe in basketball. I, yeah. I'm guessing, like, I got to face off against this guard next week. I'm going to go scout him. Was was the I story? See. Yeah, that's awesome. But to try to get his dad transferred to California. No, wow. We're going to ask Bob about that tomorrow, huh? Yeah, yeah. No kidding. That'll get you. Uh, like that may be the worst thing you could do, right? Try to get you transferred to uh, to one of the prisons out there. Uh, wow, amazing. Now. There has been some rumors, I guess, floating around out there that Coach O may be going back to USC. Really? Um, he just I think he just said this weekend that he wants to take a year off and then get back into coaching. But <laughs> he and Lincoln Riley coexisting, that seems kind of odd. I agree. I just – maybe it was someone that just, like, was throwing it out there or something like maybe he was going, uh, would want to go back there. I don't know, but um, that's interesting. Take a year off and then 
Well, is he calling what he's already done a year off or no? <laughs> That's the. It should be, man. Yeah. yeah, about week two or so after when he said, "Hey, I'll see you up there in your sister blue shirt." To the UCLA fan. Yeah, he that was the took, that was the beginning of the end, it was wasn't the, it? It was the first. Yeah, it was the first game of the year. That was the walls are closing in moment. Um, he says he wants to do. I like do. I, I like doing TV. I think I could do TV. Coach, with all due respect, I don't know if we can handle you doing uh, any sort of TV. A soundbite or two here or there. Like, let's go down to Coach O for his take on the first half, maybe. <laughs> but like a full-on, hour-long pregame show of commentary, I don't know. Booger and uh, Booger McFarlane and Coach O on Monday Night Football. Jeez. Would you watch? Uh, is there someone else that talks that you can only understand like every third or fourth word? Yeah, former Fran off Waterboy. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's That's... If you could put him with uh, – he would probably be great, honestly, uh, if you could get past – maybe everyone just needs like a little uh, break-in period to get used to the uh, the way he communicates, but he probably has a bunch of stories. Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens with him, where he goes. Yeah, I can't wait to ask Bob that question tomorrow. Hey, by the way, did you know that Ed Ogeron tried to get uh, Nelson Peterson transferred to California to win over <laughs> AD in recruiting? Oh, man, that's – yeah, there are – you know, the the one good thing about, I guess, what has transpired recently is a lot more of the conversation is seeing the light of day whenever it comes to recruiting. Because there was the longest time where there's recruiting stories that just – no one talks about you don't know the real history of it like how how did someone pull it off and with the NIL stuff it seems to be pretty much more out in the open of of what's going on and who's who's doing what who's saying what I mean I guess there still is some secrecy to it but I think everyone like understands the implications at this point it's just a totally different era yeah Hey, subject change, but I had a uh, conversation yesterday with someone. I would just like to know if this is common knowledge or not. Okay. Muleshoe was at the Super Bowl yesterday. Um, I was told by this person in the beginning Mm -hmm. that he verbally accepted a deal Monday of the Bedlam game. And I heard that from a couple different people. And then this individual who told me to begin with spoke with another college football head coach and confirm that is it common knowledge that he accepted a deal the Monday before Bedlam I don't know um this is hard but whenever I go back to that week I feel like it was Wednesday right when it Wednesday whenever everything was like Hard and heavy that Lincoln Riley was going to LSU like a deal was done. Our it's Friday over. show, you and I were getting texts from different people, and it yeah. was like, dude, I this is this is actually real. Because well, what Thursday was off, right? Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So right. I think it was like Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday night, and then Thanksgiving, and then by the time we did our show on Friday, there was a ton of people saying Lincoln Riley's gone, he's out, and. No one said anything about USC. Everyone thought it was LSU. So it wouldn't shock me if he agreed to a deal by Monday. 
I've just I've heard that from at least three different people, yeah. and I just when we talk about the weasel, the snake, what a weasel thing to go about things. And I understand negotiations, whatever, but if he really agreed to a deal on Monday and still probably didn't have the stones to, if that's true, didn't have the stones to tell Josie that he was leaving on that Sunday morning, right? what, what, a, what a punk, what well, a loser. I wonder, how, I wonder how long Josie and them actually had. Like if they actually found out Sunday morning or if they felt like they were in like uh, a good negotiating type of back and forth and felt like that stuff was going to continue. When did he when did he address the team? Uh that would have been the Sunday the Sunday afternoon, right? Well, no no no, I'm saying he addressed the team at one point that he was staying, right? Uh yeah, I feel like that. Was that way earlier? Oh my gosh. It wasn't the week of Bedlam, was it? I don't remember. Mm. It's all it's all pretty hazy now. Kind of all smashes together. I felt like there was like at some point maybe he he addressed the rumors out there and and told the team because there was like this big push and then and then I think it went quiet for a while and then it came pouring on strong the week of the because what was it before I think it was the week before Baylor maybe where there was all that talk and. Um, but like he was going down to Baton Rouge and stuff, and that's whenever all the flight tracker stuff was going on. And then I felt like he addressed the team and maybe addressed it in the media, and everything died down a little bit. This Which, this text says night before Bedlam on Friday night. Um, it's true. My coworker is Graham Harrell's cousin, who was at USC, and he told us that Monday Riley was going to SC. This has nothing to do with anything current that's going on. I just had some intel yeah. uh, via a phone conversation and found it interesting and wasn't sure if it was common knowledge or not because this head coach uh, said that it was, I guess, kind of in their industry, common knowledge right. that it, he had verbally agreed to a deal. Yeah, I don't – I honestly, I don't know. And I didn't do a whole lot of – after it was after it was said and done, like maybe the next day, like hey, what happened? What's going on? But after that, I just I don't know that. I, I it it sounds legit to me, and I would be I wouldn't be shocked if it was earlier than that. Sean said, "OU felt by Friday before the OSU game, a new deal had been reached, and he would continue to be the head coach at OU." That's what I that's what I feel like. Like they had been in some negotiations, like maybe they knew that there was like a legitimate chance that he was going to go, but they were in some negotiations that felt like they had come to an agreement on some stuff and then, or at least were having a good back and forth on, on what was happening. So I, yeah, I don't know. Don't know. It would have been rather interesting around here this off season. It would have been a very somber kind of mood all, all spring and summer long. If they if they go ten and two and he gets a massive like a really nice contract extension this off season, there right. would have been a lot of uh, unhappy people. So the the powers that be up there at OU, if this is true and they thought that they had a deal, I think now they step back no and doubt. say, "Whoo, man, we got the good end hey, of that deal, buddy." I'm telling you, I I think that. The change is always hard, right? 
And at the time, you probably don't know like who you could get if he leaves, like the instability, what does it all mean? And you sit back a couple of months later and say, yeah, like knowing what you know now, you would have had some serious buyer's remorse if you, because, right, I don't know what, most people think it's what north of two, uh, $10 million a year mm-hmm. of what he got paid. And if they broke that news to OU fans, like you said, after oh. an Alamo Bowl <laughs> year, I, I, I don't know how, the, how people would have responded to that. It would have been the first time, probably, man, first time probably ever seeing how far um, head coaching salaries have come that you and I are ever talking and saying, Ugh, I think OU has one of these coaching contracts right now that they're paying way too much for their head coach. Yeah. You never felt like Bob was overpaid, ever. You never felt like Switzer was overpaid because, well, then at that time he's been kind of outspoken about it. The, yeah. the industry wasn't one where they were making $5 million a year. And even when Mule was first hired, he was pretty, you know, making a pretty low amount, you know, compared to some other coaches. It would have been the first time around where it was like, you know what, finally for the first time ever, OU is drastically overpaying for a head coach. It's so funny, man. I think I think um, after the national championship season in 01, because there was what, there was conversation, maybe, was it Washington or Cleveland that he was talking to right there after the season? Cleveland, yeah. And... I remember everyone was like real nervous around the locker room and then they announced that he was staying and I guess he had a new deal and I feel like it was like a million a year or like 1.1 a year or something like that and we were all like oh my god (laughs) that is unbelievable are you kidding me and it's you know I guess that's a long time ago now it's been 20 years but still like to think that we are in the world of coaches making $10 million plus a year in college football. And sometimes they haven't even won. I feel like most coaches that get these massive deals haven't won a title yet. Yeah. You know? I'll tell you, man. And I, I, I really am against anything like this because I say that there's a market for you. Like the the market will dictate what you're worth, but college football is not it's not a true market. We're not talking about like a for profit business, so to speak. So the market it's it's not I don't know. There's not like an accurate. It's it's just, it's weird the way that college sports work, and I don't think this will ever happen, but. It would go a long way in the court of public opinion if there was some type of like cap on what you could make in collegiate athletics coaching no a given sport. Like that would go a long way for the way people feel about it. But at the end of the day, none of that's really going to matter because they're going to keep coming in flocks, and the ratings are going to be outstanding. And we're going to continue that march upward. I, I don't have an issue with a guy making seven or eight million dollars a year. What I do have an issue with is, you know, they're through two years, they haven't accomplished anything. 
but we can't fire the guy because he has a $55 million buyout. That is what really annoys me, man. Totally And and I don't don't know why coaches or, you know, universities continually – Put themselves in that spot. Talking to you, Auburn. Well, I mean, that's kind of the market. That's how that's goes back to the the way the market dictates. Like, if you want someone that bad, you're willing to to give that clause in the contract. And I don't know if it's uh, clearly it hasn't always been the case, but at some point that became the common thing to do, and everyone wanted that golden parachute to where no matter what, you're getting that contract. So, it's crazy. All right, opening timeout. We've got all kinds of stuff to cover. It was a fun weekend. Hit us on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. We'll be back. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. At Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman, we know how important a good start can be. And you feel good when you're prepared for the road ahead. Start every day the right way in a new Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram from Landers. Right now, during the President's Day sales event, we have new vehicles arriving daily. Plus, you can start building the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams online. Start a custom pre-order today at LandersCDJRNorman.com. Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation is selling surplus pickup trucks at a no-reserve auction on PurpleWave.com. Betting closes on February 22nd when each pickup will sell to the highest bidder regardless of the price. View complete inventory, detailed photos, descriptions, and start bidding on PurpleWave.com. Simply visit PurpleWave.com to get started. Purple Wave Auction. Straight. Simple. Sold. Reliable, fast, affordable. OEC Fiber was founded on the same principles that brought us OEC 85 years ago. We are reinvesting in Oklahoma by bringing high-speed fiber services to your homes, businesses, and schools. Make sure to visit us today at OECFiber.com to get started. OEC Fiber. We're taking internet, phone, and TV services where no one else will. Chapel Supplies You. Family owned for over 40 years, Chapel Supply is proud to serve as one of the largest industrial cleaning equipment suppliers in the U.S. Chapel supplies you with the highest quality pressure washers, industrial hoses, tanks, and chemicals on the market. The certified parts and service team is dedicated to meeting the needs of every customer nationwide. Let Chapel supply you with the products, service, and support your home or business needs. Chapel Supplies You. Do you or your loved ones need health insurance? Call the insurance experts at Allison Insurance. Bob and Robert Allison have over 75 years of combined experience and their team wants to ensure you that they have the healthcare solutions to fit your needs. Call 405-745-2968 and they can help you with Medicare supplements, your HSA, and more. Get the best insurance for you and your family by calling Allison Insurance today at 405-745-2968. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. CCW Safe offers service membership plans for concealed carry permit holders. 
members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides the best defense attorneys in the U.S., expert witnesses, and investigators specially trained in use of force lawsuits and investigations. Members start at $149 per year for a single membership. Visit CCW Safe at CCWSafe.com. Hey guys, it's TJ here for my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. When you're looking for the best liquor store in town where you can get professional advice, then go see Kathy and her staff. They also have great specials this February on Crown Royal Peach Whiskey, Rum Chata, and Red's Hard Apple. It's important to shop local, so head over to Joe's. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and noon to 5 p.m. on Sunday. Follow their Facebook page for the latest information, and you can also call ahead for your order. 405-364-9262. Hi, this is Tony Walden from Walden Cleaners. At Walden Cleaners, we know laundry and dry cleaning, but there are times when we need help with projects around Walden's. That's when I turn to our trusted partners, Cavens Maintenance. We have trusted Gary and his staff to come in and help with drywall repair, painting, plumbing, snow removal, and that's not all. We trust Cavens Maintenance and staff, and you should too. So if you're in need, do what we do at Walden's. Let the professionals at Cavens go to work for you. 405-573-30. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman inside the Brown O'Haver studios on this Monday. Super Bowl was last night, and I was kind of mapping out the key points of the Super Bowl on the show. Uh, There's so many storylines to cover. However, I first wrote Super Bowl dash Snoop Smokes before (laughs) halftime show. For some reason, that was my first thought coming out of this game last night. Yeah, (laughs) and frankly... Uh, I don't, I can't really blame him, right? Uh, before you're about to take the stage on that big of a, uh, you know, that big of an audience out there, eh, no big deal. It is California, it is I guess. California. I, think, I think everyone, uh, you know, hits the J before they do just about yeah. anything. Uh, let's go. This is, uh, this is accepted practice this day and age. Now, back whenever... Uh, he started 30 years ago. Maybe it would have been a little bit different, but I don't know. I th- what you think? The the halftime show seems to be. It was the best one I've seen in a while, just because like like that's music that I actually like and I yeah. actually listen to. Not this new wave of crap to which I've argued with you before. Not argue. I think you mostly agree. I think we're in the worst era of music in uh, human history. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Everything has, uh, you know, country, rock, everything has gone into one lane yeah, pretty like much. Yeah, rock music doesn't even exist. There are no genres. It's all mm-hmm. just one genre, which is pop. Yep, that's right. That's it. And it sucks. A lot of people out there talking about the fact that uh, no purple Gatorade once again this year. Really? It was, was it blue? It was blue Gatorade. And in fact, on the prop bets, um, purple was had like the worst odds out there for the uh, winning team Gatorade. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the trend there. Plus is... 900. It had worse odds than orange, blue, yellow, clear, none, and red. I wonder mm. if the uh, the fierce grape is not as heavily sought after as it used to be. Used to be the go-to, man. It's just like everything else. I'm I'm no longer in the know. I'm out of the times. Text line says 70s music wasn't good. I disagree a little bit, but even if you don't think it's good, surely you can acknowledge that it's better than what today's is. 
70s music wasn't good. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of really good music from the 70s in several different genres, right? Yeah. Um, Again, 70s isn't my favorite decade. The, The 90s is. Second would be maybe the 2000s followed by the 80s. 70s isn't my favorite, but it's not. The point is, is that this is the worst decade ever. The 40s had better music than what's going on right now. I don't know much listen, from the 40s. Listen to some 40s okay. on your drive home tonight, and uh, you'll you'll text me tonight saying I was right. Probably mm-hmm. so. Probably mm-hmm. so. Uh, yeah, well, I enjoyed it. I, I felt bad for uh, 50 Cent, uh, you know, performing, walking out of uh, the halftime show, which some people say is the best in a long time, picking up your phone to see what people are saying, and everyone's calling you fat nonstop, right? <laughs> That's the internet, man. Yeah, here comes, here comes the diet. Now, there's going to be any day now there's going to be a big commercial with uh, 50 Cent and Weight Watchers or someone's going to sponsor his big transformation, right? It's got to happen. Probably so. Where did you watch the Super Did you have a Super Bowl party last night? No, we went to the neighbor's house for the first half nice. and the in the halftime show and then went back to the house. We had a, uh, over 30 people over last night. And, really? I'll, and I'll tell you what's a really bad look. Really mm-hmm. bad look is when you host the party, <laughs> you do the Super Bowl squares, and you win two of the quarters in <sighs> the Super Bowl squares. Wow. Yeah, not a good look. My buddy Jonathan bought 35 of the squares up. There's 100 total squares, 35. He didn't even get close to winning any of the quarters. Um, he is he is called a collusion at my house. He was yeah. saying that the Super Bowl squares were rigged last night. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've I've mm-hmm. seen some uh, I've seen some things that have been rigged before or had a heavy felt like there was a heavy influence going on there. There's nothing you can do about the final score though, right? Come on. Or did you already buy your squares out before everyone showed up? It was it was it was obviously rigged. Yes, it was obviously rigged. No, well, that that was that was a fantastic game last night, man. It was um, good. I was really hoping that Joe Burrow would go down and, and score a touchdown on that final play on that yeah. final drive. And you know what? They probably do on that final play if Aaron Donald doesn't bust it up because Jamar Chase was wide. Was he? Oh yeah. I haven't he seen was that wide look of it. open. I, I go back in your hindsight is always, you know, we're always going to look at different things and question decisions made, but uh, I know that Zach Taylor, that second one where they took a long shot, probably wants that that. back. Just, just get the fresh set of downs, right? Just continue to, because you had plenty of time. You had two timeouts and I was, tell me what you think. I was under the impression that they should have let them score quicker. Um, Once they got the down rent, on the one. Yeah, I mean, you got a third and goal, though. And that's, that's, that's pretty hindsight. Well, I was sitting there thinking it the whole time, like while it was going on. Well, I mean, didn't the game before, they had a very similar situation. They didn't let the Chiefs score, and it ended up winning them the game in overtime. Yeah, but they Kansas got like City. a huge sack on second down. Uh, and they were on like the – like the seven yard line. This was first and goal from the one. Yeah. So that's the only thing I thought was like save that timeout, let them score. I guess it didn't really matter because they it was a turnover on downs on the next drive. So yeah. it 
technically wouldn't have mattered, which, by the way, on that third and one, if you would have asked me going into the game, who's the best player in the NFL, like by default, I probably would have said, yeah, it's probably Aaron Donald. Right. When I saw him, Samaje P. Ryan, 99.9% of the time, picks up that first down. And I believe Aaron Donald threw down Samaje P. Ryan with one arm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Whoa, that should not, there's no way that that is humanly possible. Yeah. To throw down Samaje with one arm like that, dude. Samaje is a. Like a low to the ground, very powerfully built individual that is exceptionally strong. And Aaron Donald makes him look small and just, you know, flings him to the ground. Um, why wasn't Mixon in? I don't know. That didn't make any sense to me. I, the only thing I can think of is they were having so much trouble in protection that. They kept Perini in there. Maybe he was he had shown better in protection throughout the game, and yeah, I don't know. That was that was a confusing thing at the end as well. But I I I didn't think I thought Cincinnati was going to win the game the entire time until that ball hit the ground on fourth down. I was like, this is exactly pretty much how I would have expected it was going to go, like Joe Burrow's going to go down and win the the game. But even when the ball was in the air on that fourth down, you still thought somehow it was going to get completed. I mean, he was getting spun around and thrown around, and he just like threw it up. And I I thought the same thing, like, oh, he's going to get this for a first down. Well, here's what's crazy. That game from like the six-minute mark on was over in an instant. Because the Rams had the ball and were completing passes all the way down the field, inbounds. Like the next thing you know, that I think they got the ball with like six and a half minutes left, and then you look up and it's like, oh my gosh, that's, that's that was just the two minute warning. And then I the the just the last half of that fourth quarter just flew by. But I agree, it was a lot of fun. It was great. I think Cincinnati. It's. Are they going to be back? I don't know if they're going to be back or not, but I think that they're going to be uh, a really good team over the next couple of years. Um, Now, obviously, health and everything factors in there. I think the Los Angeles Rams are blowing it up, right? Yeah, and I don't think that Aaron Donald or Sean McVay are going to retire and leave, but... Still, even with those two guys back, uh, 100% absolutely. There's a lot of guys that contracts are up for them, and they totally they cashed out on all of their draft capital to bring in, uh, you know, veteran players and free agent players, and like they they've got no draft assets. They're going to have to start getting younger and. And trying to rebuild a little bit. I don't think there's enough there to make another run at it. But you know, maybe. You know, like after the, the Rams won, you know what the most surprising thing was? Is the fact that the LAPD had to declare an unlawful assembly in downtown LA. There's not even any Rams Super fans Bowl there. Uh, celebrations. Who would have thought that downtown LA and LA would have rioted and acted like a bunch of morons after a team they don't even care about won the uh, Super Bowl? Who would have thought? What? They're just no uh, looking for a reason to go tear stuff up, right? There's no Rams fans in L.A. Not even close. I love the mayor and everyone wearing their Rams jerseys. It's like, where were you 10 minutes ago whenever they weren't in L.A.? That's funny. It was, it was, uh, it was good watching the crowd. It was the, the halftime entertainment, obviously, like we talked about, was really good. 
Uh, all in all, I thought they pulled off a, a really good. There were some good commercials and stuff as well. I didn't see a whole bunch of them. I can't. I, I'm not a big commercial guy. I can't guy. do I'm just, it. I'm just. There's just so much talking and so much going on. Yeah. Um, I'm so yeah. used to whenever whenever it goes to break, like I, that's whenever I'm checking out to go do something. I don't. I can't lock in and watch the commercials. I would like the text line to settle a debate that was happening on my timeline last mm-hmm. night. It, it was an honest question. Joe Mixon threw a touchdown pass, and I tweeted out, like, hey, wait, is he the first Sooner to ever throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. And a debate broke out on whether Troy Aikman counts or not. So I'm willing to let the text line decide, should Troy Aikman count as a former Sooner throwing a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl? Or if Joe Mixon actually counts as the first one. Well, do you have a do you have a hot take on that I, one way or the other? I don't know if it's hot, but it does not count in my opinion. He never claims OU, so I don't know why OU would claim him. Well, he really shouldn't. I mean, how many games did he play? Five? What two two years? I think he was here. Was the number? And then he transferred to UCLA. So I'm guessing he redshirted and then played a year. I'm I'm willing to say that it does not count. That's what I think. But I, I honestly, I don't know that much about his tenure at Oklahoma. All I know is that it's like, oh, yeah, he started at Oklahoma, not UCLA. Most people, I don't even know if most people know nationally that he was even at OU for a time. Some, some, you, some guys man. in that era will, but I he's a, he's a Bruin, man. He's, he's a UCLA guy. For some stupid reason... Saturday and Sunday, I had it on NFL Network and was watching some of these Super Bowl shows. <laughs> Tip not what I typically do. And why that happened, I have no idea. But he was on one of the NFL Network shows where they had you know three or four hosts there and he was sitting with them outside. He was really entertaining and just was really good. And not that, I guess... I'm so used to him in in the booth, which he's good in the booth also, but I thought he was great. Hmm. So I watched a little bit different of a pregame show. <laughs> My uh, Mine was Steve Levy and Taylor Rooks, and I believe Snoop Dogg and uh, – <laughs> Snoop Dogg and uh, why am I blanking on her name? Who's, who's Snoop Dogg really good friends with? Come on, she, she went to prison. You know her. Come on. She went to prison. Yeah, they're you really good friends me. now. I mean, come on. She, Mar- uh, Martha Stewart is who I'm thinking of, oh. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. She went to prison. Sorry, that's what I think of. <laughs> the puppy bowl was on at our house for uh, an hour oh, and a half. And, oh, Teddy, they were so cute. And Snoop was on the puppy bowl? I think he was on it with Martha Stewart in some capacity. Maybe I have that mixed up, but yeah, puppy bowl was on. Wow. Um. Uh, 84 and 85, he was at Oklahoma. 86, 87, 88, he was at uh, University of California, Los Angeles. So, hmm. He doesn't count. He's from Oklahoma, I guess. No, it, that doesn't no. matter. No, I don't it doesn't think it, matter. I don't think it counts. I, I don't think he claims it as, as far as, like, a playing, you know. So, I don't know. We'll see what the, the text line says. 651-3439, we'll be back.
It is the rush brought to you by Pacifico. Pacifico, let it remind you to live life. Anchors up. Air cover solutions. Text line 651-3439. Dang, all of you got uh, opinions on if Joe Mixon should count as the first Sooner to throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Let's get to him. Troy trashed the king during his time in Dallas. I'm good with Mixon being the first Sooner to throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Hmm. Okay. Mix. Let me see. Mixon played here as long as Aikman. If you count one, you have to count the other. I don't know. I see. I think it's totally different. I think right. It it's where you finish your career at and where you had the best moments of your career. Troy had his best moments of his college career at UCLA. He finished his career at UCLA. Like that's an important distinction for me. Yeah, I agree. Now, I came across a couple of nuggets over the break doing some research. Um. I did not know that in 1984, Troy Aikman became the first true freshman to start at quarterback at OU since WW2. Did you know that? Uh, sure. Yeah, everyone knew, knew that. Um, uh, everyone knows that. It's just interesting mm-hmm. that the next year, 85, uh, he was replaced mm-hmm. by another true freshman that went on to win the yep. uh, national championship. Now, here's a question for you. Because OU in 85 at the time was undefeated against, or just undefeated in general whenever he went down. And he went down against Miami. And we all know they go on to win the national championship that year. Would they have gone on to win the national championship had Aikman not been hurt? Some people that lived during that time have told me that if not that year, Two more after that, and OU would have kind of revolutionized uh, offense and college football again right. because the thought was is they were going to ch- Barry Switzer was going to change the offense for Troy right. Aikman because he could throw the ball so well, and OU was really about to throw the ball quite a bit, and it seemed like they were going to abandon the wishbone. Now Troy right. gets hurt, they go back to the bone, we know they win the 85 title, so to answer your question, if not that year, at some point there was a feeling that Aikman would have won OU the national title. And I don't know, he was having a good game, I think I just saw, maybe he was like 6 of 8 for like 135 whenever he broke his ankle, um, I... Maybe they go on to win it that year, but maybe it's it's the next year or or whatever. Like, how would that have like changed OU through the '90s and even changed Switzer? Like, yeah, no, it, I mean, it, it, I think it impacts a lot. Um, maybe you don't feel the hurt in the '90s that you did. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's fair to say or not. But OU would have looked much different as a program moving forward because, like, what BYU won it in '84, and they were kind of throwing the ball around. I feel like, and some of these older guys can help me out. BYU was kind of the, really the first ones to do anything like that. But in terms of a major power, OU would have been, if not one of the first, maybe even the first program to start spreading it out and throwing it around quite a bit. Yeah. Um, which you know. It's funny because it took 15 more years, basically, for them to start doing yeah. that again. Like It kind of delayed, and I know they had um, they had different moments where they dabbled in pro-style offenses and stuff, like when Gundy was there, but um, to really all-out sell out for the passing game, it, it took quite a while to make that conversion. Brandon from Shawnee says Aikman was also born in Cali. 
California. I didn't know that. Uh, Teresa says Troy does count. He only transferred because he was replaced with the wishbone after he broke his leg in a game. No on Aikman, but he does get credit for a natty because he got hurt and Holloway took us the rest of the way. Uh, would Jalen Hurts count if he threw a Super Bowl TV, TD? He identifies as an Alabama quarterback. I'd say yes, yes. because, again, he finished his career here. I, I think that that's Im- important. Uh, I don't know. It's If it was – if Jalen Hurts threw a, a touchdown in the Super Bowl, I personally – I know OU would, but I personally would not – Claim that. Well, we all know that Jalen Hurts, it would more likely be a rushing touchdown than uh, throwing a touchdown for Jalen Hurts, but uh, point proven there. Troy has a national championship ring from OU, played about six games. If he hadn't got hurt, he was starting to tear it up passing, yeah? Technically, Troy Aikman is a former Sooner, so if the question is, mix in the only former Sooner to throw in the Super Bowl, the answer is no. Aikman's a former Sooner, has thrown multiple TDs in a Super Bowl, all right? So we're pretty split on this thing. Well, here's the thing. It's he is the first former Sooner to throw a touchdown in a Super Bowl. Troy Aikman is. Like that designation goes to him. But I don't claim it. And I don't think he claims OU all that much. Right, and I, so, don't, I don't think he, he claims I, it. I think both sides are in agreement that, yeah, I mean, we don't really want, especially like the Cowboy haters, right? They right. don't want anything to do with Troy Aikman. I feel like most OU fans are like, yeah, we're good. And Troy's like, yeah, I'm good too. So there's a mutual understanding there. So I, I go back. I think Mixon was the first one ever. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going with. Um, did you know that... Aikman was drafted um, out of high school to play baseball? Yes. Do you know who drafted him? I do not know who drafted him, no. I think it was the Mets. Mixon also left early. Yeah, Wisconsin Mets. claims Russell Wilson again, the same point. He he finished his career at Wisconsin, so I, I think that that's different. Yeah. If it wasn't for Miami, OU would have won three in a row, yes. Don't need to focus on that negativity today. That really hurts a lot of people out there. Peyton says, I mean, it's like Texas Tech trying to claim Baker. Here's the thing. Look here. On um, on Troy Aikman's Wikipedia, I know that's not anything like concrete that you go by, but UCLA Bruins have Aikman's number eight retired, right? Yep. I mean, because they claim him. He claims them. I mean, that's that's how it goes. He's a Bruin, and that's fine, man. Like yeah. o- OU doesn't OU's in such a great position. We're not. We don't feel the need to claim an NFL Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like the the quarterback history is just fine if we don't claim Troy Aikman in it. And in fact, like if you if you talk about great quarterbacks in OU history, and if you look through the uh, media guides and all that, I don't think that you're ever going. I don't think you'll ever see a picture of Troy Aikman. At the facility, like in any way associated with with OU at all, right? And it's a lot easier to not claim him when the guy that replaced him won a national title in the same year that he got hurt. I know, you know? which is still still amazing. Can you imagine a team losing their starting quarterback 
midseason, why totally abandoning and totally changing their entire offensive structure and still winning a national championship? Didn't the Eagles win a Super Bowl? I know that they didn't totally abandon their yeah, offense they didn't and change things. It, but it, that is that's rare. It's rare, and I know Ohio State played with several different guys, but again, they didn't. It would have been like Ohio State, like just totally switching everything that they did with with a new like a pro style offense and an option offense are two different worlds. It's not even this like everything blocking the way you call oh, yeah. plays. It's totally different. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next. Citra, Oklahoma, Buick, GMC dealers, bringing you hour number one of the rush on this Monday. Hey, I appreciate all of you that are interacting with the Twitter page right now. The ref on Twitter, uh, we our, our newest post, how do you listen to the ref? We're trying to figure this out. We're asking you to vote in our poll and respond how you voted. Uh, we're giving away Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards to four lucky responders. So there's four options. Radio, the app, Sports Talk 1400 app, mm -hmm. desktop, or if you say, hey, I listen via the radio and I listen via the app, there's an option for that as well. So we've Wait. got close to 300 votes already in. Thanks, Radio guys. and app? Well, just like, well, I in my car, it's radio. When I'm at work, it's radio. When my wife is bugging me about spending time with her, it's the app. You know, so just... If you listen to us in multiple ways, then that's there's an option. When there. you're at your daughter's dance rehearsal, it's the, the app? app. Right, okay, exactly. gotcha. All right, fair enough. Um, so if you haven't already, please uh, help us out and interact with that, if you would. I would say 85% of the time I listen via radio, 15% of the time I listen via app. I'm more 50-50. Real, well, because you're a younger millennial. I'm a millennial, always on a cell phone. You're trying to drive up those uh, those app numbers, too. You probably leave it running nonstop just whenever your phone's no. idling. <laughs> no, not Be really. Be smart if you did. How uh, about our, our listening time? 35% so far say they listen uh, via the app only. 32% radio and app. 27 say the radio. Huh. How about that? Interesting. This is just part of what we do. We're trying to figure out the demographics. That way, we can better serve the listener. Golly. Look at you. You're so forward-thinking, Tyler. Joe Mixon is the first Sooner running back to throw a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. <laughs> How straightforward of a response is that to our question? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, that was a great play call, though. It yeah, was awesome. good throw. I was worried he was going to take too long to throw it. I was screaming at the TV that he's open. Uh, awesome stuff. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next.